Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. how we doing tonight it is matt with the dpi podcast and we're actually getting a little bit of an early start tonight which is awesome because um we do have peter with princesses in the mouse disney travel on the other screen ready to go on a zoom call and if you know zoom zoom is all of like 40 minutes right now so it's kind of get on get yourself done uh speaking of peter i have him to thank for this wonderful 50th anniversary pin flag that's sitting in the, the screen now. Um, and then if you guys notice, the, the kiddos got me the Luke Skywalker Red 5 helmet. And we built that over the last couple of weeks with with Brayden. So um, welcome to the show. It is Tuesday, July the 12th. Um, moving through July pretty quick. And we got a lot to talk about. I, I was really surprised with the amount of news that we were going to have uh coming on this week so no very much very much uh enthused to um have a bunch of news and once thank you to all the new subscribers um since we announced john tate as a subscriber a couple weeks ago we've had seven new subscribers over on 
YouTube. If you aren't subscribed over there, please go over there, hit that subscribe button, like the video, um, and ask us any questions that you want to know about the American parks and hear soon about uh, the Paris park because um, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, so without further ado, let me bring on Peter with Princesses and a Mouse Disney Travel and uh, let's talk some Disney. Mr. Salvadori, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. I uh, I was sad I didn't make it on the show last week. There was tons of news with the, the, well, you and I had talked the previous week about the whole Splash Mountain news, and they basically did exactly what you and I talked about, released a little teaser thing, and then basically gave a timeline. So kind of what we expected. Um, but no, doing doing really well. How are you? I am. I'm doing fantastic. Like I said, lots of news um, this week. And I think the lead story, I, there, there's a couple of leads, but I think the, the big lead story is we're getting a bunch of character meals back. Um, yeah, that's right. We both know that that's really what's been holding up the, the dining plan, um, is getting these character meals back in place. And we got news that Crystal Palace Buffet is coming back, but only for lunch and dinner. With Winnie the Pooh, yep. Ohana's Best Friends Breakfast is coming back, featuring Lilo and Stitch. And then Cape May Minnie's Beach Bash is coming back. So September 20th for Crystal Palace, September 27th for Ohana, and October 4th for Cape May. So really that leaves two big gaping holes when it comes to character meals right now and that is 1900 park fair and orchestras um do you think that's what we're still waiting on for the dining plan well i know we've talked about this a couple of times um you know the trips that you and i have been there in the last year it's very obvious to see that the restaurants are not operating at 100 you know it, now, restaurants never operate at 100% capacity because then you kind of screw yourself. But kind of similar to the hotels, you know, the hotels normally operate at like 90% capacity. Well, the restaurants normally operate at like probably 70, 75% occupancy. And I think right now that they're still rolling them at 40 to 50% occupancy. Um, you know, how often, so just take Ogus Cantina, for example. Um, I forget the exact numbers, but I was speaking with a cast member at Ogus Cantina, and they said that right now they are doing about a fifth of the bookings that they would have done like pre-pandemic, which is why 
like hot tip right now is if you don't have an Oka's, check early, check often, because you can very realistically hope to get into Oka's on the day of. And the same thing goes for reservations on the morning of. It is very realistic to think that you'll be able to snatch an Oga's reservation morning of if you're headed to Hollywood Studios. So um, I do think that, you know, some of the restaurants are not back the way that they should be or the way that Disney wants them to be. Um, And then I still think that we're looking at uh, Disney is still not operating at 100% staffing, you know, until we get into the fall and we get all of this semester's college kids. And there's also reports that the individuals from overseas will be coming back um, periodically, like as like sort of each nation will sort of get their people back um, at various times over the upcoming, you know, next six months, the remainder of 2022. So I think when all of that comes back and Disney can say that they're staffing near 100% that we'll get that dining plan come back. Okay. Um, we know they with- want to bring it back. Yeah, I mean, and, and with that being said, you know, what are your concerns on the travel side of the recession really impacting Disney travel? You know, we kind of gotten through this pent-up demand phase, I feel like. Like, the U.S. pent-up demand phase kind of waned off earlier this year. I think you're starting to see kind of the peak of the international demand and, and and that kind of pent up demand through the summer, maybe into early fall. Once those both kind of peak and wane off, what does you know this winter and next spring look like uh, travel wise right now? Uh, yeah, you know that's a that's a really really good question. Um, I can say that I am having you know conversations about late this year and into next year. I already have several bookings into next year, um, so. I still think the demand is there, but it's definitely slower than it had been. There was a oh, six month, nine month period of time where it was just everybody wanted to go every, you know, like you and I have talked about that pent up demand. Um, you know, the, it's still there though. You know, something like Disney is sort of an evergreen travel thing. There's always somebody who's in love with the place that's gonna go back. There's always somebody who hasn't been yet and their kids are now the right age. There's always somebody who went once and got bid and needs to go again. Um, you know, so so Disney's just sort of one of those places that just sort of garners attention. Now you and I have talked about the uh, bend, but hopefully not break mentality that Disney seems to be on in terms of the cost and the, the add-ons and the nickel diming and everything like that. So um, it is, it is curious to uh, to continue watching. You know, the good news is, as I always say, when people apologize that they don't use me, they go, oh, yeah, we're using so-and-so. I was like, hey, as long as they're knowledgeable and plan you a great trip, they're like, yeah, they're a travel agent. I go, if they're only a travel agent, then by all means, book with them. Because, you know, that's, that's the good news. Like, even when I notice that there's kind of lulls, well, that doesn't mean I need to run out there and find it. That just means that, I don't, I just, I'm not going to work as hard on it as, uh, as maybe other times of the year. So, um, definitely, definitely a lull right now. My fall doesn't look nearly what my fall did last year. Um, I'd say maybe half of what my fall did last year is what my current fall looks like. 
Yeah, and it, I, I think it's just something interesting. You know, we've been talking about it, you know, in, in a couple of different industries, kind of how the recession may impact those industries over the next couple of quarters. Uh, I'm interested to see how it impacts the travel because I really feel like the travel's still kind of up there, but it, it definitely seems to be falling off a little bit. So um, now let's move over to Disney Cruise Line because some interesting news came out about the Wish last week. You know, I, I led with the $5,000 drink on the Wish. Yeah, um, in the Star Wars Lounge. But um, on, on the bad side, you know, we had talked about some of the things not being finished on the boats and, and that kind of thing. And they have announced that the main show, the Aladdin show that is going to be on the Wish, is not going to run on the inaugural cruise, um, which is a big deal. Yeah, that's uh, major, like, one of the greatest things about the Disney cruise is just you sit down for dinner either early or late and then... The rest of, like, you know, if you sit down late for dinner, then from 5 to 8 o'clock, you're going to see the live shows and the, and the music and, and whatever else that they've got planned for the itinerary. And so yeah. to, to miss, you know, to miss that big, like, night event, that's a, that's a pretty big deal. And um, I'm, I'm curious to watch kind of the fallout from that. And I also wonder if, now, I don't have anybody on the inaugural cruise, um, but if it does push out later, like I'm curious if Disney goes, hey, we understand like if, if there's some onboard credits coming their way or, you know, something along those lines to uh, to apologize. Because that is that's a missing the big entertainment is, a I think, yeah, a and you, you know, we went we went in March and, and the two shows were fantastic on the dream. Uh, we saw the uh, Beauty and the Beast show, which far 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 outshone the the magical friend show or whatever the other one was um it wasn't it was so bad that i don't even remember yeah that. i mean honestly the juggler um that was the third kind of night that we were there that wasn't the pirate night was better than the other show i think so uh, and that's that's saying a lot and and not saying that that show was bad it just it it for disney and for as horny as it was it was just kind of it felt like it was out of place because when you think of like even the little mermaid show the finding nemo show the the lion king show at world they're all good broadway style shows and this show was kind of like a, a slapstick it was just weird when you when you compare it to those and then of course the beauty and the beast show that was on the dream i mean was unbelievable so you should go to Hoop Dee Doo. What's that? You should go to Hoop Dee Doo. I'll bet yeah. you'll find some comparisons between those two shows. Um, big news over Disneyland Paris. So we've got Avengers Campus coming, and they did the um, the press release opening over there, and and it's cool. Go over on the Disneyland Paris English uh, Twitter page. They've got actually the whole opening ceremony there. But they did this huge drone show and everything to to open up this new section of the park. Um, my favorite thing was they actually built a secret layer in the Marvel Hotel for the press to get their credentials. And it was through the cold storage of one of the restaurants. So, I mean, it really had the feel of you were going into the secret base. Yeah. 
the villain's lair. Yeah, it was it was pretty pretty cool. Speaking of villains, what what's your thoughts about the top of the world lounge and this this whole redesign with the villain's lair that they're doing there? With uh, so, so where at Bay Lake? Yeah, um, I haven't. So I I have not seen a whole lot on that. Um, so I can't really speak on that right now. So so the lounge up next to California Grill. On the other building. Yeah. Like across from it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tell me about it. I, so, I apparently haven't, hold on, maybe I'll go look at it real quick. <laughs> so, so basically, Disney Vacation Club members looking for a reserved fireworks experience at Top of the World Lounge, a villain's lair, can purchase the Wicked Wind Down experience. Um, so basically what they did is they gave the, the Top of the World Lounge this villain's kind of lounge feel. And it, it look it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, they had they had a press thing last week. Uh, the Wicked Wine Down is going to be fifty five dollars per person plus tax and gratuities. Reservations available July eleventh through August eleventh. Eligible members with access to membership extras who are staying at a Disney owned and operated hotel using their membership can book the add on Top of the World Lounge plans daily, excluding holidays and special events. Yeah. This is crazy that I don't know about this. I'm a DVC member. Yeah, they should. Um... Well, I don't have a stay though in these dates, so maybe that's why. But it also sounds like it's going to be something that kind of sticks around for a while because if you look at that August 11th date, that's the first day of not so scary. It does, so... and this looks this looks interesting. But at the same token, if I'm looking at it, they just made a unique menu and put up a bunch of pictures of villains in the lounge yeah yeah so but like i said i'm not too excited it's they have the shutdown of that initial window the first day of not so scary so what are they going to do for not so scary yeah well probably more of the same because why yeah. wouldn't you keep villains going through not so scary exactly exactly so you're probably looking at this through november at least yeah yeah in some in some form I don't know. Now that I'm seeing it, like I'm not, I'm not buying plane tickets just to go down here and look at Ursula's big picture on the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. Speaking of DVC, since we're on that topic, if any of our viewers are DVC members, um, if you didn't see that news, we are now allowed to borrow 100% of our points from future years. They had capped us at 50% for the last two years, so um, full point usage is now available to all DVC members. So that's exciting. Awesome, awesome. I did. I did see. I did see that. Um, Shannon jumping in with the pun here. She said it sounds wicked fun to me. Oh, so. God! Thank you for that. Uh, bringing bringing down the show one comment at a time. No, that that was. <laughs> no, Shannon, I love you. That was a gem. <laughs> uh what else? Ooh, oh, new show at Disneyland. New show at Disneyland. Go ahead. Yeah, Wondrous. They announced uh, there's a new show, a new nighttime show expected at... uh, Let me pull it up here. Yes. Um, 
Yes, there is a new nighttime spectacular reportedly coming to Disneyland. Let me uh, find the actual part where it talks about details. If I can get this stupid page to load, go figure, because all of my internet bandwidth is being used on a Zoom call right now. <laughs> so it doesn't want to. Oh, it's loading slowly. Come on, I believe in you. Yeah, it's surprising. I I haven't seen anything about Wondrous. Ah, we each got each other today. Yeah. Uh, okay, I am going down, going down. I should be close. Yes, and then um, Jane Foster is supposedly supposed to be a new character over at the Avengers campus also uh, to celebrate Love and Thunder. Well, let me see if I can find this info. Now, I, I did see that. We talked about that last week on the show. Um, okay. And while you're looking for that, there are a lot of characters coming back. So Chewbacca and Darth Vader came back to Star Wars launch pay this week. Um, the Green Army Men are coming back. The Drumline is coming back to Toy Story Land in Hollywood Studios shortly. Um, they're back on the um, schedule. So are, we are getting some more of those meet and greets back as well. Okay, I got info. Okay. Uh, so right now it is codenamed uh, Project Moonlight in the Disney company. And it is going to be in conjunction because next year is the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. And Disneyland being sort of the park the first park, the original park, it'll also be next year, I think it'll be their 70th park anniversary next year, if I have the opening date. 53, right? 56? Is it 56? Oh, it is, you're right, it's 55 or 56 was when it opened. Um, anyway, so, uh, yes, they are for the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company Disneyland will be getting a new fireworks and projection show on the castle, and it is believed that it will be named Wondrous. Cool. So, um, there you go. That is the details as of now. More speculation <laughs> than details, but it all makes sense. There you go. Uh, we got a reopening date for Frozen Sing-Along. That was something that was, is closing next month for a refurbishment um upgrading tech in their theaters across the theme parks recently frozen ever after getting closed and will reopen on september 17th yeah we need um in that frozen sing-along we need to slide in a little bit of frozen two the uh the historians have started sliding in a little bit of frozen two when uh christoph leaves Eric says, hey, don't get lost in the woods. That's really funny. <laughs> That's nice. I know. I, I liked it a lot. That's nice. What uh, else do you have planned since we just completely curveballed and went with two other things? I know. I know. Um, let's see here. What else do we what else do we have going on? You want me to, you think about that, I will tell a Disneyland Paris story. So because yeah, we, we talk, tell, tell this Disneyland Paris story because... <laughs> oh, because we've already talked about Disneyland Paris. Uh, 
Disneyland Paris is also on the lookout because the Heidels will be landing there in March of 2023. Now, me as Matt's travel agent called Disneyland Paris to set up the booking for him. And there is a very common notion that around the world, they kind of laugh at how hard Americans work. The whole notion that like you're on vacation, but still checking your email, working late hours into the night, working on weekends, all of this stuff. And the it was a wonderful experience, but calling a park outside of the US really did drive home that old cliche or stereotype or whatever word you want to use. Because if I call world or land to make a booking, it is, give me the dates, give me the names. Okay, let's take the deposit. Do you have any questions? Great, get you the heck off the phone. Like you're talking 20 minutes tops. Like they want to roll you through because they want to get to the next caller in the queue. I spent almost two hours on the phone with Disneyland Paris and it was a simple booking. I had all of the details because Matt is an incredibly informed client. I knew the days, the hotel, the restaurants. I like the when to do the characters. Yes, we want this thing. Yes, we want. they didn't have to upsell me anything. They didn't have to explain any products. They literally just had to put the dates into the computer, take the client information and take the payment. And it and I didn't even wait on hold music. The previous time I called to get info, I waited for like 40 minutes on hold music, but because I called earlier in the morning, I didn't even have hold music. Like I got straight through and spent two hours. That it was like, and then I thought, I thought to myself, I'm like, that was Walt Disney company, the Paris company just paid a quarter of this person's day to book one vacation. And I'm sitting here thinking like, Disney World is probably like furious if their people don't get through at least 10 a day, you know? Like probably more. And and yeah, I it was just it was a it was a stunning experience for me because I was sitting there like I don't know how much longer this is going. <laughs> well, two thing two things in our conversation really stuck out to me when you called me. The first was when they told you they didn't have any availability of the standard rooms at the at the hotel we wanted, yeah, and then you pull it up on the website and you're like, <laughs> you're yeah. like, yeah, that, there's there's availability. I'm so, I, I can I can book it right now. I go, you go. I'll t- I said you can put me on hold so that you can go find it. But then when I was on hold, I pulled up the Disneyland Paris website, put in the dates, put in the people, and there it is, standard room at the Sequoia. I, I don't. But we so, got through that because she did come back, and then everything seemed to be working okay. So, Peter, we got a Miriam in chat. Miriam MBS says, hello, Sav. How are you? Ah, oh, wonderful. That is uh, one of my former students. Former and future students because I believe they signed up for another one of my classes. Nice. Yeah. Well, Miriam, tell all your friends. Get over here. Talk to Salvadori on YouTube every Tuesday, every Tuesday night for the most part until golf season rears his ugly head again. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's sporadic. Yeah. Um, No. And then the other, the other thing that really uh, was a highlight of my day is you actually saved me some money on this booking. So I, (laughs) I went through (laughs) the whole thing and uh, (laughs) 
Go, I, I completely booked it out, went to the final page, printed everything, every everything out, or not printed everything out, but sent screenshots yeah, over to screenshotted it, yeah. Yeah, to Peter. And he, he calls he calls me, he goes, Matt, I was able to get you a discount. I was like, Great, was it early booking? Did you get a travel agent deal? What what's up? How much did you save me? Eight cents. Nice. Yeah. My my package was eight cents lower than yours. Yep. I have no clue how that happened. Let me Not confirm because I because I texted it to you just to Oh no, I guess I did it. Oh no, sorry, it's four cents. <laughs> I guess I did it. I texted you how much I saved you. Uh Miriam says she's moving to Carmel. Um already moved. So oh, you do not get the Oh I knew that. She told me that was gonna happen. Jeez. I know. Okay. Not a not a not a future student. Well Miriam, hit that like button. Like I said, tell your friends. Have them come over. Bug Salvadori while we're doing this. It's Bug a lot Salvador. of fun. We talk Disney, we have a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> so, so those of you that need your stuff booked, just remember if you do it yourself, you might be missing out on slightly less than a nickel. Yeah. I mean, all <laughs> the magic I'm going to be missing out with that force. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, we're excited for Paris. You know, in, in all honesty, when you look at it side by side with world and a better comparison might be Disneyland right now. I'm booking Disneyland, but the prices over there are, pretty decent right now um the tickets were weird explain the, the whole ticket situation oh, yeah. so if you book a okay so if you book a package with paris you have to get a park ticket for every day that you're there and day not even night like so they're staying six nights and they had to get seven day tickets and there's no way around that the only way around that is to pay hotel alone and then buy park tickets and we we did piece it out because you and I were doing our homework. We did piece it out, but like what you guys wanted a four day ticket is what we priced out. Yeah. And the difference between a package with seven day tickets and an a la carte, if you will, with four day tickets was like two hundred bucks, not even. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't a lot of money. It it was it was such a little amount of money that we were like this is dumb if we don't just have the extra days just so we have them in case you know yeah. we're taking a we're taking a city tour into paris one day um and then our fly-in day and our fly-out day gives us the ability to to, to yeah. jump into the parks a little bit so right it'll be cool to just kind of like get there even if you don't really go and do anything just to like see it and kind of gain your bearings and you know because your family's just like mine when's the last time you needed a disney world park map you know? yeah I've been so, reaching out. I've been reaching out to my friends overseas and like, okay, um, I'm coming to Paris. I need I need the the details on how we do this. Right. So even if you guys just kind of go in and see the layout, or maybe watch a nighttime show, or or go ride, you know, one big thing so that it's checked off the box, so that the next day you can focus on all the other things. It'll take a little bit longer to get lines, you know. Yeah, the other thing that we're looking at, well, looking forward to might not be the the, the best phrase here, um, but we're interested to see weather because Disneyland Paris is the only park that it really has the ability to snow at. So, and you're going in March, so yeah, <laughs> it's a decent shot. So, so that that could be that could be pretty interesting. You know, we we've been talking about you know 
watching kind of weather trends and that kind of stuff because it might be the first like trip that we need to pack long pants and long sleeves for like the whole trip uh, you know well, you Disney come with me in late January last year because that was my trip well, I tried to take shorts and stuff, but Addie and I spent the entire week in the hoodie and sweatpants that we wore to the airport. We went in the, on the coldest Christmas in like 10 years. So yeah. I completely understand it. It didn't get above 38 degrees at the park. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it'll be interesting to see if we can actually, you know, be in a park when it snows and, and what's that what that's like. Because, you know, when we do park plans and when we're talking to clients about, you know, planning your days, we're always talking about how do you get out of the heat using the, the restaurants for air conditioning? Yeah, well, I've been get out of the rain and stuff like that. Yeah, and I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts and stuff, and they're like, yeah, some of these restaurants you want to get into for the heat mm-hmm. because it is cold in the winter. <laughs> yeah. So That would be cool, though. Need yeah, so we're excited. So me. I've started glancing at prices. Yeah, so you've got you've got a cruise coming up this fall, and then we've got Paris coming up next year, and you know, just expanding our Disney knowledge as as a team here, and and really um, doing it to have fun with the families, but also to help you guys. So, yeah, I mean, it, it is it's really beneficial because now we have cruise knowledge to share, and you you kind of saying screw it, we're going for Paris has caused both of us to really understand more of the ins and outs like i wouldn't have been able to name a single ride and now i can you know kind of glance and kind of explain various rides over there and what looks exciting and what you know like you said kind of figuring out these are probably going to be the things that the majority of the crowd are going to run for but i also am curious if if rope drop is really a Disneyland Paris thing, right? Or is that more keen to the American lifestyle and the American vacation experience? Like, I'm kind of wondering if you sort of roll in close to park opening and you're like, you know, one of 40 people type of deal. So no, it, it does sound like rope drop is a thing, um, but it doesn't sound like it's near the thing that it is over here. Right. Um, people are walking in to see rope drop and then, you know, grab a croissant and a coffee. Well, a, a lot of the a lot of the podcasts talk about the same strategy that we would use for a rope drop. Check off one big ride and get in line for the second big ride. Yep. And then do a later breakfast after maybe after that second ride, go somewhere for breakfast and then come back into the parks after that. I mean it's it's a good quality strategy. I Yeah. And so, I know you've been to plenty of before park open breakfasts and I have as well, but I do really love that uh that or, or just planning to like grab a late snack and then planning yourself like a one o'clock lunch type of thing. Yeah, there, there's a lot of ways to attack the parks. I mean, I think that's the beauty of all the parks is, you know, when you have that knowledge, there's a lot of different ways that you can go in there and, and really do well on a park day. You know, if you've only got one park day for each park on that trip, you know, you can take advantage of early magic hours. You can take advantage of eating in off times and that kind of stuff and, and, and really make a good day out of it. I just realized we have less than a minute. Any parting, uh, parting words? No, I just want to thank you for joining the show tonight, getting that package booked. If you could send me those details on it, it'd be great. So yeah, I, can I got get... the email this morning. So I do. I Awesome. You have an email to send on to you with your info. 
awesome. And um, I will I will check back with you in the next couple of days, and maybe we can go hit some more balls somewhere. Okay. Bye, everybody. Sounds good. As always, I'm about to get cut off, I think. All right. Sounds good. Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. And you can see me a lot of different directions. All right. So like I said, that was Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. Um, you can find them over on Facebook at PATM Disney Travel. Um, or you can come to any of the DPI websites at DPI Podcast on Facebook, at Disney Insights on Twitter, um, here on the YouTube channel. You can check out all those different places and we can get you in touch with Peter or we can help you ourselves um, all the way through the planning process. So, uh, yeah. So, great show tonight. Um, love having Peter on. Always good to have somebody to converse with. Um, maybe we figure out Teams next time and see if that will work better than Zoom. If any of you out there are, are doing um, like co-hosting stuff and have a good free program that you use, let us know. Um, either hit us in the chat in uh, Facebook or Twitch or on uh, Twitter in the comments or on YouTube in the comments and, and let us know what you're using and um, your how, how you feel about that program because that 40 minute limit on Zoom right now is kind of a it's kind of a buzzkill because we could we could talk for a while. Uh, so yeah, so thank you guys all for watching tonight. Um, good conversation. Able to answer some questions. We both had something that we neither of us had heard about yet. So let's go ahead and get into the closing. Hey, we have Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel on. You can check them out at PATM Disney Travel over on Facebook. Um, also, thank you to everybody that liked and shared the stream tonight. Facebook at DPI Podcasts on Facebook. Um, if you're looking for the travel page at PATM Disney Travel on Facebook. Over on Twitter at Disney Insights. That's probably where I'm the most active and I talk the most. Um, if you want a conversation, go over there.
thank you guys for watching, listening, asking questions, everything that you do throughout the week. Um, we appreciate it very much. We will see you next week. Bye now.